Oh, woo! Good morning. I'm going to uh, start the timer because I uh, could easily overrun. Um, for those of you um, who do not know me, um, my name is Jason Stocks, and um, I'm one of the leaders here. And just want to extend my welcome to visitors. It's great to see some faces visiting us. And if you're here um, for the first time this morning, you are so welcome. Um, we've been, for the last couple of weeks, doing a, a mini-series on a book called Proverbs. And we've been looking at summer wisdom for all seasons seasons. And this morning I want to continue and, uh, and finish that series and we're going to look at um, trust and we're going to look at leaning, how trust and leaning are interlinked. Um, what are the things that we are leaning into? What are the things are we trusting at the moment? We're going to unpack that and um, yeah, I'm very much anticipating it for it to resonate with some of us, if not all of us. Um, so if you've got a Bible, um, if you want to open it up to 528, if you've got one of these lovely um, black ESV Bibles, it'll also um, come up to the back here, um, 528, Proverbs 3, and we're going to look at verse 5 and 6. And just to say, if you are visiting and you've got one of these lovely black Bibles, it's yours. It's yours to keep. Um, so so do, uh, do take it away. So, verse 5 to 6, it says, Trust in the Lord with all your heart, and do not lean on your own understanding. In all your ways, acknowledge him, and he will make straight your paths. Let's pray. Father God, we want to thank you for your word. Lord, we want to thank you that you speak to us through your word. And Lord, I pray that you would speak to every one of us here this morning. Lord, I pray that you'd soften our hearts right now. Holy Spirit, we invite you afresh. Lord, would you give us ears to listen? Lord, would we hear your voice? Lord, would you take us through this word this morning? Amen. Amen. So what does um, what trust, um, trust look like? What does leaning into something look like? Um, I think we probably need a bit of a, a visual representation. So Pete, Ben, can you, um, can you give me a hand? We're going to do a little uh, trust exercise, which will hopefully help uh, visualize some of what I'm talking. I'm going to go off the mic, but you can still hear me. So... Um, I'm sure you've seen this sort of exercise before. It's a trust exercise. So what I'm going to do, I, I, I know these guys pretty well. I, I, I have an element of trust that I'm going to be able to lean into them, and they're going to, they're going to catch me. Okay? You, you, you want to adopt the position that looks safe, gentlemen? We'll, we'll just start off small. So I'm just going to, just going to lean in just to, just to test things. Okay, great. That's pretty, pretty good. Go a little bit further. <laughs> go brace yourselves. We'll go again. <laughs> you think we can go further? <laughs> Mr. Stocks is very worried here. <laughs> very good. Round of applause. Thank you. Thank you. Ooh, that was a bit hairy. No, 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 no. Thank you. Thank you, gentlemen. Um, in order to trust in something, we, we need to lean into it. We need to test it. And um, for me this morning, 
um, I had an element of faith. I, I trust that these guys were going to catch me, and therefore I trusted they were going to catch me. Equally, in order to lean into something, we need to have some element of faith that we can trust it. And we trust in all sorts of things, don't we, in our lives. We lean into all sorts of things. I, uh, I played golf on, uh, on Friday afternoon, uh, big, big semi-final match um, down in Sussex, and uh, I trusted that my golf swing was going to project the ball 450 yards down the fairway. Now, for those of you who don't golf, I'm, yes, a few of you shake your heads, that's absolute rubbish. But I did trust my golf swing to hit a golf ball. And I, as I lean into my golf swing, the ball projected down the fairway and I managed to win the match. It was very nice. Um, some of us trust in all other sorts of things, but be, it, um, be it relationships, we trust that our friendship with certain people, there's a mutual love, um, there's trust, I can lean into this person for certain things, we have spousal relationships and we, we trust in those people, we find love, we, we trust in our work, we find maybe some identity in our work, we find success in our work, um, there's all sorts of things that we trust and lean into, isn't there? And they're good. They're really, really good things. These are things that God has created. I don't know whether golf will be in the new heaven and new earth. I hope it is, but um, relationships are created by God. God has created us to be in good, healthy relationships. It's part of everyday life. God has created work for us to work hard and be diligent in. It's part of rhythm of everyday life, isn't it? And we trust in it, and we find a certain degree of success and, and identity in it. In and of itself, it's a really, really good thing. And I, I just want to underline that. These things, in and of themselves, generally are, are good, good things. However, what, what happens when we actually start to lean and trust into these things for identity, for security, for foundation in our lives? What actually happens when in and of themselves they're a good thing, but as we start to navigate, as we start to walk a path in our lives, we get a little distracted and think, oh, actually... This is really, really good. Um, let's say, for example, we start trusting more and more in a person that we love. And that person we lean into at certain times. And they can, they can take the weight of, of what we're bearing on them. Um, but actually, what happens when we start to um, sort of that person becomes a little bit more than that? Um, actually, we maybe even start to sort of worship that person. We find greater need in that person. Or actually, what happens when um, our work, we start working really, really hard and um, we're quite good at work and all of a sudden we give our best energies to work and I didn't quite set out like that, but actually it's becoming more and more part of my life. And all of a sudden I'm sort of not worshipping it, but I'm sort of, this is a bit more of a, a priority for me, maybe to the detriment of our relationship with God. The Bible calls it an idol. Actually, 
sometimes we can start looking and doing something in and of itself. It's pretty good. But sometimes it can distract us and take us off into a different path that we never set out to take. And the Bible, if we start to worship these things, they can become idols. Or actually, we can find identity if, uh, if we become very successful in our work or successful in our sport. We can say, well, actually, my identity is in that. Or actually, if I become um, so good at something, I become a little, a little puffed up. <laughs> Anyone experienced that? We, um, we become very good. We are intellectually good in this area. We're successful. We've made a name for ourselves. And all of a sudden, we become a little puffed up. Or the reverse happens. Actually, sometimes um, we become very comfortable, can't we? In and of itself, we don't set out to look for comfort, but as we start to navigate a journey, as we start to, to take a path, comfort can be um, part of our everyday life. So all of a sudden, we're talking about identity that shapes or reshapes us. We're talking about pride. We're becoming puffed up. Or actually, we're talking about comfort. And the Bible has a, a lot to say about these different things. It says that, that God actually opposes the proud. If we become puffed up, if we align our trust in my success and how well I'm doing, actually I'm starting to become quite prideful. I'm finding identity in the things that I'm really good at other than God to the detriment of of God. And the Bible says God opposes the proud. And I I don't know about you, but I can I can relate to that. And in the last in the last few weeks I've had some really good success at the work that I've been doing. And all of a sudden I'm sort of, ooh, I'm quite good at this. I've become a little bit puffed up at this and oh how dare someone challenge me because I know right I, I've I've got experience I've got intelligence in this now oh hang on a minute I'm becoming a little bit puffed up I know best actually this is taking hold of me a little bit more I didn't quite set out to work those many hours um, I didn't quite set out to spend less time with God but but this is really important this is more important actually can anyone relate to that? I didn't set out to that. It's sort of it's taking us off or taken me off into a different journey. Oh, actually, the reverse can happen. Can't it? It's not necessarily giving ourselves to something and we're going forward and we're putting all of our energies into it. I've mentioned comfort already. We can, we can become very comfortable, can't we? <sighs> Comfort, this is quite a punchy statement, but comfort, I think, can be a real killer. Comfort, if you think about it and pause and look at it a little bit deeper, comfort is a bit of a decay, actually. I'm, I'm comfortable. I'm um, where I am now. It's okay. It's neither here or there. Um, yeah, things are ticking along. Okay. I'm comfortable. Life is pretty good. I've got some money in my bank balance. Work is going okay. 
my relationship with Jesus, yeah, I spend a little bit of time now and again. Yeah, my relationship with my wife's okay. Things are ticking along okay. And I just want to suggest in, in the sort of southwest London life that we, or some of us live in, it can be a real trap. Actually, what's happening underneath is actually we're decaying. We're slowly cooling off the things that we're passionate about, the things that God has placed in our heart. And the Bible has a, a lot to say about comfort and lukewarmness. It says in Revelation 3, I can find it. It says in Revelation 3, verse 16, so because you are lukewarm and neither hot nor cold, I will spit you out of my mouth. <laughs> it's pretty punchy, isn't it? It's talking about an apathetic relationship, being comfortable in my relationship with Jesus. It says, because you are lukewarm, I, you are neither hot nor cold, I will spit you out of my mouth. Poor. That's... <laughs> That's quite stark, isn't it? Yet, in, in sort of society, comfort is a thing that, that is a good thing, it seems. Often society portrays comfort is, is a good thing. And I just want to suggest it's not. <laughs> in fact, I want to say comfort, what Jesus is talking about here, what, the, what these words are saying, no, 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 if you are comfortable, just be aware be aware, actually, what is happening behind comfort. So how, how, are, we, how are we doing so far? Can anyone sort of resonate <laughs> with, with any of this stuff? I guess if we were all honest, we'd all put our hands up. We, we find identity in different things. We don't necessarily um, set out for that. Um, we can easily become quite prideful and, and, and puffed up. Um, we can become or are comfortable. And, and in and of itself, we didn't set out on that journey because what we thought we were trusting in and giving ourselves to seemed on the face of it pretty good. But actually, this verse is talking about trusting in the Lord with all of your heart and do not, it says, lean on your own understanding. Do not, it's a warning, do not lean on your own understanding. Do not lean in your own comfort. Do not lean in the identity of these things. Do not become puffed up and prideful. Why? Because we start worshipping other things. That's what this verse is, is talking about. It's saying, trust in the Lord with all your heart. Do not, folks, lean on your own understanding. Do not lean on the things that in and of themselves seem okay. But actually, when you lean into them, and they're the only things that you're leaning on, what happens? They come crashing down. We could go into work tomorrow, and I find so much identity in our work, it can go like that. We can be in a relationship and finding all that we want, and that person has gone, disappeared. Our intelligence, our, our capability in sport, next week I might get injured, I'm not able to do it. It can go in a moment. It's a warning. 
It's wisdom. It's wisdom from the Bible. It's saying, folks, do not align yourselves just to these things because they do not stack up. We might be able to lean on them for a moment. Ben and Pete, I could lean into those guys and they were going to catch me. But actually, as I was going further and further, they're not going to be able to catch me. There's things that in and of themselves we can lean into, and on the face of it, it's okay. But actually, when it stacks up, when the end of the day comes, actually, can we really trust these things? And I just want to suggest to you as a warning, as an awareness, what are the things that we are trusting in this morning? So what's the solution? I'm sure if we paused for a moment, there are a number of things that we are trusting in. What's the solution? Is it to to give them up? Maybe. Is it to try harder and not align ourselves so hard to those things? Yeah, maybe try harder. It'll get us so far. Actually, the the answer is in, in the verse, isn't it? It says, trust in the Lord. This is the answer. It's trusting in the Lord. Who's the Lord? It's Jesus Christ. That's who we trust in. We trust in Jesus Christ who who entered into this world. He became a human like you and I. He came from the perfect relationship with the Father and he came into this world as a man. He was tempted like you and me. He was tempted. He knew firsthand what it was like to, to, to maybe give himself to, to this and find identity in that. No, no, no. He didn't do that. He came back to the Father. His identity was in the Father. He could have been um, very prideful, couldn't he, Jesus? He had a massive following. If we don't know um, much about Jesus, thousands flocked to watch his teaching thousands. People came from afar for his teaching. He was performing all sorts of miracles. Jesus could have, in and of itself, could have been quite prideful. I'm doing all right, actually. No, no, he didn't take on pride. It said he, he, he came to serve. He took on humility. He took on the position of humility, ultimately demonstrated at the cross. He didn't choose comfort. He didn't choose the, the perfect or just, uh, I'm going to stay with a father in this perfect relationship or I've done a little bit now. I'm just going to stop there. No, no. Jesus was always going on and on. He, cho- he did not choose comfort. In fact, he chose the most ultimate discomfort. He was ex- in excruciating pain. He was tortured. He was smashed to the cross. Why? Why did he do this? <laughs> Why did he do this? He did it for two reasons. He did it to display the glory of God and the power of God. That's why he did it. Why? So that he can be in a relationship with you and me. <laughs> he took on humility. He took on identity. And he chose the most uncomfortable thing to display the glory of God so that you and I can be in a relationship with him. Isn't that amazing? That you and I this morning can walk away from here and trust in something that will never, ever leave or change. It will never achieve. He will never leave us or forsake us. We can genuinely trust in something that is unequivocally movable. 
Jesus is described as the cornerstone, the foundation of the world. That's what's on offer. That's what a a relationship with God is, that you, you find identity in someone, that you were once someone and now you become a Christian. Your identity changes. When you give your heart to God, when you become a a Christian, when you trust the Lord for the first time, your identity changes. You receive his grace in abundance for eternity. He takes you on an adventure like no other. You can lean into him in all moments. Even when we went from a 45 degree to a 90 degree, he will still catch you. Regardless of what you do, he will continually catch you. You'll seem like you're falling, and he picks you up. He's there in that last moment. Sometimes it seems that's the end. I can't go on any further. These things that I've given, the things, the tough times that people are going through that we spoke about in the worship. What's the answer? We trust in the Lord. We trust in Jesus. Why? Because he's the only one. The only one where it'll stack up. And folks, please hear me. These things that I'm talking about, I understand it because they're part of everyday life. And in and of themselves, we give it to ourselves and we, we do them and, and they're, some of them are really good. But we navigate sometimes and get lost on a path that we didn't end up to, to, to going on. And we think we can trust them and they really do not. They really do not. We, we think, oh, money, I've got this amount of money, I can trust in that. It does not stack up. This relationship, it does not stack up. What stacks up is trusting in the Lord with all your heart. That's what stacks up because he's unequivocally movable. He's reigning and ruling right now. That's what happened on the cross. It wasn't just a moment in time, that's the end, or a moment in time that you become a Christian and that's the end. No, no, that's the very start because he then takes you on a journey doesn't he? As we trust in him, as we trust in the Lord with all of our hearts, not in our own understanding, in his understanding, in all your ways acknowledge him and he will make your path straight. Summer wisdom for all seasons is quite simple. It's trusting in the Lord. It's trusting in Jesus. Nothing else. It's no algebra. It's no equation. It's no amount of study to to intellectually get it. No, no. It's trusting in Jesus. All else, all else, it's trusting in Jesus. And then what happens? We find a new identity. We receive his grace and we go on on an adventure like no other. Won't be easy. The adventure won't be easy. It'll be hard at times, but he will be there. He'll be there to catch you. The other things, they might lean. You might be able to lean on them for a little while, but they won't stack up. He takes you on an adventure. You see and do things that you never dreamed of or imagined. (laughs) You forgive people that you have never thought you could forgive. You love and draw alongside people that you never thought that you would love and draw alongside. You give yourself, you give money to situations and people that you never thought you could do. Why? Because you're trusting in Jesus. You're going and you're invited on a journey with him for the rest of your life. That's what stacks up. Summer wisdom for all seasons is simply trusting in the Lord. That's it. That's the message of this morning. Nothing else. Nothing else we need to do. So look, we're going to respond together. I'm guessing 
that there are a number of things that maybe God is identifying already this morning that we are giving ourselves to, that maybe the Holy Spirit is saying, hey, listen, are you putting your identity in that? Maybe in this next worship song, you say, Lord, I want to give that back to you. Actually, you're going through something at the moment, and you're trusting in your own strength, or you're trusting in certain people to to see you through, and and that's okay. But actually, are you coming to God? Are you you trusting in Him at at the very core of it? Are you saying, Lord, I trust you with this? Great opportunity to, to, to say afresh to him, Lord, I want to trust you. Maybe this is new for some of you. As we, as we respond in this next song, just pause. What, what, what has been said to me this morning? And if, if that's of interest, of curiosity, I'd love, to, I'd love to chat to you. Should we stand? I'm going to pray for us, and then, and then Jamie's going to lead us in a in a song. Father God, we want to thank you, Lord, for your word, which is truth. Father, we want to thank you for your word, which is powerful. Lord, we want to thank you that we can trust in you, Lord. (sighs) Wow. Lord, it's so good to remind ourselves that we can trust in you, regardless of circumstances, regardless of what we've done or what has been done to us. Lord, we want to say this morning, we want to trust in you. Be it for the first time or for our fresh time or for the millionth time. We want to trust in you, Lord, with all of our heart. We do not want to lean on our own understanding. We want to acknowledge you in all ways.